Are you tired of the same old pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on Powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 4,000 hours of the best pro wrestling events from over 110 of the biggest names in the industry from over 15 countries around the globe. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. The following is brought to you by the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Warning. The Outsider's Edge contains strong opinions, unconventional views, and contrarian stances. Listen, if you dare. Hey, yo! It's uh, been a couple weeks, but we'd like to welcome you again to another episode of The Outsider's Edge. Uh, it's your boy, Rance, a.k.a. Ray Cash. And as with the week or two in wrestling, a lot has changed. There has been a lot of happenings in both worlds. So um, we need to talk about some business first. So before I do that, let me introduce my co-host, my brother, uh, Kyle Morris. Kyle. What's up, brother? It's a beautiful evening. Shout out to our third partner in arms, Carl. Couldn't be here tonight. He had to do some adulting. But we'll see Carl again real soon. So, um, you know, it comes a time when you have to make hard decisions. You have to think about things and reassess things and see where you're going and where you're trying to go. So... If you've listened to Keeping the Strong Style this week, if you've listened to Ricky and Clive this week, I'm sure you heard the news, but The Outsider's Edge, after this episode, will no longer be a part of Social Suplex Podcast Network. So, that's rough for me in particular, because Social Suplex Podcast Network was essentially started with just One Nation Radio and us, the SMC Podcast back in the day. Shout out to Caleb, who was a big part of the original show. So it's kind of weird, you know, you've put so much time and effort into something, and you move on for different ventures. Um, But I wanted to address it, much as Jeremy, Josh, Ricky, and Clive have on air. And I wanted to take some time to say a very heartfelt, sincere thank you, Jeremy. You have been an excellent person to work with. I guess you could say work for, seeing as you're the owner and operator of the site and the podcast network. But you're a good boss, man, and we love you. You are a very good boss, man. You're an excellent person, man. You're a good human. Uh, I appreciate you always being there whenever whenever I needed you. Always willing and ready to hop on a, a call or whatever. You've always been excellent. Josh, just as much you've been... Excellent. Josh is the type of dude that'll call me at the most random times and we'll talk for four hours about bullshit. And Josh is such a wealth of knowledge. Yes. Like, like so much knowledge about so many things. He'll be Chris Charlton. He'll be Chris Charlton in like six years when Charlton gets fired from New Japan. He'll get the job. 
But uh, man, yes, gotta learn Japanese first. But if anyone can do it, it's the young boy. That's a good point. That's a good. Point. He's, knowing him is probably already already uh, taking his it. classes. Yeah, yeah. But no, man. But no, man. Shout out to Keeping It Strong Style, man. Shout out to Rich and James over at One Nation Radio. They started this thing. Uh, Rich probably does more for the network than anybody. So shout out to him. Shout out to Ricky and Clive. Brian and Mooch know I talk to those guys every day. Um, so, you know, they know I love them. They know I, I care about them. And, you know, shout out to everybody on the network, all the new shows. Grown Men Watch This Shit. Um, Omega Luke, Wilfred. Uh, the show, the, the podcast network has grown so huge, seemingly overnight. And I'm so proud to say that we played, no matter, even if it's a little small part, we played some part in maybe not helping it, but being a part of its growth. That's cool to say, you know? Well, and the the big point is just we leave with nothing but love for everybody there. We are still available for everybody there if they need us for yes. anything. 100%. Um, and it, it, we're not departing because we hate the Social Suplex Network. We hope that y'all will continue to support the Social Suplex Network even without our wonderful melodic voices on it. Unless y'all talking about some beef that's going to make all our numbers jump up. Then we could fake some shit. Yeah, like, you want to talk about some fuck shit, we could invent some fuck shit. <laughs> no, I mean, and when Kyle says that, you know, we still rock with social suplex, I'll be on Wilfred this weekend. So, you know, like, it's it's all love. Whenever we got Slew Japan shit, you know young boy and Jeremy going to get be on, on, on speed dial. Um, but... We are taking a bigger role over at thechairshot.com. And um, Greg basically told us to use your head. And we're always, using... always, always. So um, I want to thank him for the opportunity. I want to thank him for believing in us as just, much, just as much as Jeremy has. But, um, you know, man, this is... Kyle was just... It's funny how somebody says something to you that doesn't really resonate until it becomes... It becomes a real thing. But literally five minutes ago, Kyle just said to me that, you know, you can't stress over your hobby. The, I'm, I, I, I shouldn't be saying this, but I just got out of the hospital think almost had a heart attack. I just got out of the hospital two days ago. And I'm staring at all of this extra stuff that is a new lifestyle change for me, essentially. And, you know, I got on the I got on the call today with Kyle and I was stressed about the show because, man, y'all know me, man. Things get to me so much with fans and this and that. And Kyle was like, it's your hobby. Don't get that stressed over it. And, you know, I look at that and then I look at where we're going with the show. And, you know, I was stressed about the move. I was stressed about the new opportunities and everything has come out so perfectly and people have been so accommodating and things have worked out that it's funny how everything comes full circle for you but you don't even plan for it to come full circle so i just wanted to give one more shout out and one more genuine thank you to jeremy and josh and rich and james and everybody over ricky and clive everybody over at social suplex we always got love for social suplex social suplex for life we're going to do this chair shot thing, and we'll hook back up sometime in the future, I'm sure. And, um, yeah, man, we're going to really try to get, continue to give you this good content. 
And most importantly, we're going to continue to bring the power of positivity to your wrestling consumption. Because there's not enough positivity out there in the Wrestleverse, y'all. Positivity? Don't you don't (laughs) have my ability to speak the English language. For all you know, it's not my primary language. It is. But for all you know, it's not. Well, Twenty One Savage is is British. You 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 might be an illegal. I don't know. Yeah, I might be. You never know. I'm brown. <laughs> Ask what brown can do for you. <sighs> brown, gay, and illegal, bro. That's a hell of a life. Yo, man, that's a trifecta. <laughs> he's not illegal. I'm, it's a joke. I'm three things that scare white people. He's he's not illegal, guys. It's a joke. Don't call ICE. It's just. Oh no, I was born in upstate New York. I have a birth certificate and shit. Uh, but uh, yo man so a lot of shit's been going down since we've uh, last come to session yo that that company do you want to start with the crazy shit or the crazy shit well let's just let, let me just say this that company down in Jacksonville is damn sure they're trying to get all the headlines and I ain't mad at them that's what you gotta do in business Oh, yeah, man. Get yo hustle on. I'm not mad at them. Now, Chris, I need you to calm down on your drunken tweets, though, because, like, damn, son. Um, You know, no, but you know what we really need to mention before we get into the company down in Jacksonville, Brother Rance? We got to mention the fact that somehow, some way, out to proverbial ether, the grand finesser, of all finessers in the history of wrestling finesse has managed to slither his way onto our television screens. Is that how we're going to start the show? Really? Oh, hell yeah. That's how we're going to start the show. Somehow, J-E-double-F, J-A-double-R, E-double-T is getting some more of Vince McMahon's money. Let me tell you something. For those of you who think Vince is the devil, he might be. But he, he very might, he very, he very he well might, might be, be like, don't know. like the we devil cousin. We can't confirm or deny that. We cannot. But you can't tell me that Vince don't believe in business more than his personal feelings. Because for that man to not only be back, but to get a Hall of Fame induction and a match on Raw. Bro. And a big angle with Elias, one of the most over people on the roster. Oh. They turned Elias heel for Jeff Jarrett. In 2019, dog. In 2019. Then they brought back Road Dog, not the Roadie Road Dog, but DX Road Dog, to prop him up and get some goodwill with the crowd. It Jeff Jarrett is the face in a in a in a in an angle on Raw in 2019. Like I'm just waiting for winter to come. Like, where are the White Walkers? <laughs> like, there is a reason it is the Jeff Jarrett Finesser of the Year Award. And that is because here in 2019, this motherfucker is still strutting his ass on out to the ring with the guitar and the same fucking look that he's had since 2000. Well, hey, that's better than the old school <laughs> Jeff Jarrett with the... Oh, yeah. I mean, it beats the, next, the suspenders yeah. and the mullet. So, okay. So, to, to kind of make a segue into AEW, honest question. Oh, you honest, mean people who took Jeff Jarrett's money? There you go. Honest question. If 
if the same venture that AEW is doing was done, but you replace Cody, the Bucks, and all the elite with Jeff Jarrett, Karen, and Global Force Wrestling, would fans be as excited about it? Same thing, Tony Khan behind it with the Khan family. The same everything except for the people running it and the name. Jeff, Jeff and Jerry Jarrett did this same shit in 2002 with the weekly pay-per-views, only they didn't have a billionaire backing them. That's what I'm they saying. They did not have That's a billionaire a backing them. It's a huge no, the billionaire difference. backing them is a big difference. But, I mean, no, nobody would be as excited about it because it's Jeff Jarrett. There are rumors that AEW is possibly getting the biggest TV deal since WCW. If they get and if that happens, if that happens, then we got to take them very seriously. If that happens, need. we got to take them very, very seriously. That, that's all they need. Is well, they, because the thing is, you know, a lot of people think that we're haters. We're not. Really we're not realistic. Exactly. We're not haters. I went to All In. I was there. It was the most fun I've ever had at a live show, and I've been to WrestleMania. Like it was great. We're not haters. We're realistic. If you don't have a TV deal and you're not consistently putting out product, how am I supposed to buy into you as like the next great thing? Our our our, our criticisms, not complaints, but criticisms have been that what they're saying in public isn't matching up with the truth is, and we've we've called that out very clearly. That's fine. It's I understand it. It's a carny company. It's a carny industry. We get that. Yeah, the optics. Um, <clears throat> The other, another one of them, of course, was the lack of a TV deal, which of course was inevitable. But still, you can't put them in the echelon until that echelon is actually until they actually filled the quota. And then the, I think the third thing for me, more importantly, is we don't know their business structure. All of this is conjecture. They're flying by the seat of their pants. And I'm not saying that they don't have a plan. I'm not saying that they're not. They're they're actually, if you watch the beginning of the lead or pay attention to everything they're doing, they're. They're, they are carrying out their plan, and they're doing a pretty damn good job of it. But there is no discernible business structure for, a, for an interested fan who cares about more than what's happening in between the ropes. If I were an investor, to. why should I throw money at it? 100%. If, but, well, and, and, you know, another not so much criticism, but thing that we've been saying is we've been saying wait and see. Like, people were ready to throw their hats in this ring when all they knew about it was that it was going to be the elite guys. Like, not even that's the elite all, guys. Four of them. We yeah, do. just Cody, Hangman, and the Bucks. Oh, and Kenny. Well, uh, maybe Kenny. Because Kenny's not confirmed. Can't say that. We yet. don't know what Kenny's doing. 100%. But yeah, the only thing we knew for sure was Cody, Hangman, and the Bucks. And probably Marty when his deal expires. Probably. If Marty don't go to Titantown. Which you never know. Marty, but, I think Marty's a lock for Titantown, to be honest with you. But sure. I mean, I think Marty should be a lock for Titantown. But, like, that's not the point. Unless AEW takes off and it's financially worth it for him. Then, you know what I mean? Fuck it. Do you, son. Yeah, but, 100%. Um, no, but our thing has just been wait and fucking see. Like, I need more than those four guys. And they've started to sign more people. And I am somewhat impressed with the roster that they're starting to put together. But again, what is the business model? What is this television deal? Give me concrete numbers. But to segue to another topic. Before you do that, before you do that, before you do that. Because we need, we need to spend a lot of time on that topic. Before you do that, let's talk about the roster for a second. Because I'm not going to say I'm not impressed. The people they're signing are individually tremendous, 
performers. Tremendous. Excellent. I love them. I love them all. And even in, in a roster space, I love it. Here's the one thing that I have a question about that their fans, I'm sure, don't care about, but will become a problem. I promise you it will be. You're signing all these big-time names. You got Cody. You got Nick and Matt Jackson, Hangman, Page, um, Hangman Page, Pac, Joey Janela, MJF, you know, now Pentagon, and Phoenix. Like, J Jimmy Havoc signed today, Jungle Boy, the Strong Cards. Like, you got a hell of a roster, right? Somebody got to lose. SCU. Yeah. Somebody got to lose. And yeah. all I hear from their fans is, because we're going to segue to your thing about the AEW rumors of people in WWE leaving and possibly going to AEW. Oh, that wasn't what I was segueing to. Oh, I'm sorry. My bad. I was segueing to something else entirely, but let's continue on your train of thought, because I can segue to that at any point okay. in the AEW discussion. Okay, cool. Well, that's pretty going to be much probably be the crux of a lot of what we talk about here. But um, all I'm hearing is, and we'll get into them more specifically in a second, but your Ambroses and your possibly your Hodeos, Hodeos and Mike Canellis and the Revival, all I'm hearing is fans want them to leave and go other places, specifically AEW, because they're being underutilized. Well, what is your definition of underutilized? Because they're just going to go to AEW for less dates, comparable money, and to continue losing – What's the point? Like somebody got to lose. And, and well, and when one of the things that the they bus. can, well, and one of the things that they criticize WWE for is a lack of roster positioning. And it's like, how are you going to have roster positioning if literally everybody you've got is top tier or upper mid card? Like who, who are your jobbers? Where well, are your jobbers? Jimmy have your guys like Jimmy Havoc, your guys like MJF, your guys like George Janela. When this everything starts, they're probably going to be your guys. And, I'm, and they they're all top-level talent. So those of you listening who are fans of those guys, I'm you not saying... You can let MJF do literally anything on my television, and I will be entertained. But I'm watching a totally different reason. <laughs> yes, you are. Yes, you are. Um, but all three of those guys could be top-level talent on... Maybe not in WWE yet, but, you know, on NXT or any other show, right? They're all that talented. But they're probably going to start off as the guys who are going to start losing most of the matches at the beginning. That's fine. Probably. You know. Speaking of Joey Janela, quick shout out to the angle that he's doing with gay wrestler Effie because I prop for that. By the way, Effie. That's Effie's good... awesome. He's from South Carolina. If you ever, ever get a chance to see him, see him. He's great. That's that's a good guy for them to look and sign. Yes. Yes. Um, Effie's fucking great. But somebody got to lose. Yeah, somebody's got to lose. So if if Ambrose goes to if Ambrose goes AEW, you tell him he's gonna be utilized better than he was in WWE, former world champion, headline to WrestleMania. No, here's what gets me with the Ambrose to AEW shit. What was one of the biggest criticisms people had about TNA? Oh, all WWE castoffs. Yeah, all a bunch of people who felt like they got shafted by WWE and they were going to go beat a big fish in a small pond, and then we saw how that worked out. And, okay, so let's let's talk about these guys. And, and that does not include people like Jericho or like that Orton rumor or whatever. There's a difference between being a cast-off and being a legend. Legends can go wherever the fuck they want, whenever the fuck they want, 
do whatever the fuck they want. Yeah. Jericho is that status. If that Orton rumor is true, he's that status. He's a legend in the industry. He could do what the fuck he wants, where the fuck he wants, sure. and nobody cares. John yeah. Cena, if he decided to quit tomorrow, could do the same shit. Well, because he is, he's John fucking Cena. He is just in Hollywood, but yes. But yeah, like, so like, that's not the people we're talking about. Like, we're talking, you know, Dean Ambrose has a lot of Christian-esque qualities, except Dean won a title. <laughs> not only did Dean win a title, Dean is a part of what WWE themselves call the greatest faction of all time. Dean is the longest reigning United States champion in WWE history. Dean, I mean, Dean is essentially like a Kevin Nash, Scott Hall-esque person leaving a company. That is for sure. But, like... What makes him think that the grass is definitely greener where he's going? He doesn't know that yet. So, so let's let's talk about these guys individually. We kind of jumped into it, but yes, uh, while we were gone, I'm sure if you listen to the show, you know, um, a number of possible releases or so there were there are rumors and then there were concrete stuff. We're gonna speak about the concrete things. I don't know how real this is. I still feel like there's something worky about it. But WWE has acknowledged the rumor that uh, Dean Ambrose, real name Jonathan Good, will be leaving WWE after his contract is up. In, in and that's exactly, and that is exactly what feels worky about it. That is what feels so worky about. They acknowledged it, it and said it's is right that now. they're talking about it because Hideo Itami requested his release, got his release, and ain't nobody said shit about it. We only knew about Hideo it. changed his Twitter handle back to Kenta. We only knew it because of that and because Gallagher does the 205 um, live um, little videos on Twitter. And they did the one on Hideo leaving. Other than that, you would have known if you didn't read the dirt sheets. Exactly. So, like, and, and that's normally how these release things work. When dude from The Mighty, and I mean, I know it's NXT, so, like, that's a little bit different. Nick Miller. But when, he, when Nick Miller requested his release, he requested his release. He was released. They put out a little blurb saying, we've come to terms with this release. That was it. It was done. So, like, them acknowledging and making this big story out of... Because make no mistake, y'all, when that shit hits the dirt sheets, they knew it was going to hit the dirt sheets. Oh, yeah. And capitalized on that. Y'all are being worked. This is the new kayfabe. But anyway... That's another topic for another day. 100%. Now, uh, speaking on the Ambrose thing, I guess before we talk about what's... I, I, I do want to... Well, let's, let's, let's start with this. We know, if you believe what the, what the report is, that he's leaving after April. It doesn't say that... It, all this says is that he's not renewing his contract. It doesn't say that technically he's leaving. He might just be taking a break. You know, we don't know what's going on. Um, that's what I think everybody's so willing, so willing and ready to put him somewhere else because that would be essentially the first big regular fish to leave. That's a Kevin Nash, Scott Hall sure. level departure. Sure. And it's, 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 it's essentially if CM Punk left when he did, but he went somewhere else. Now, Ambrose does, Ambrose doesn't seem to be disenamored with WWE. I just feel like he's wants something different. A change of scenery, so to speak. Um, but yes, Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, level movies is exactly what it is. Um, and he'd be an asset wherever he goes because Ambrose is a main eventer. Has been his entire time in WWE. 
all those all those pay-per-views that Brock Lesnar wasn't there when he was champ, Ambrose may have invented a good a good chunk of those. And Ambrose has done the indie thing before enough to where like you know he can do it with the strings cut loose. You know that he can he's charismatic, he can talk, he can build a character, like we know these things about him. Are you one of those people that hates the heel version of Ambrose? I don't hate the heel version of Ambrose. I feel bad for a lot of the performers because, and I understand why WWE has to be as scripted as they are, but they're so heavily scripted that it robs most of the performers of the authenticity. But I don't think Ambrose is one of those guys that's scripted. Look at what he, look at how he says and what he says and does. Either that or he's a master at taking what they give him and regurgitating it. Like the promo with Triple H two weeks ago. That wasn't scripted to me. And then him talking to Naya, my animal, my raw sexual magnetism, that's not something they would write. I feel like Ambrose. I didn't see that segment, so I have no idea. Yeah, like Ambrose has, I think Ambrose has, there, there are a few people that I think we know for a fact, they, they, they don't write for them, they collab with them because they've earned their trust. If you don't believe me, the New Day is a very popular, very popular version of that. New Day's promos are not written by a creative. They collab with creative because they've earned their right to do what they want because they've sold so much fucking merch over the past five years. Um, Ambrose has always been one of those guys to me. We're not talking about a Roman or we're not talking about a, a, even, a, even a Rollins. Ambrose came in the company knowing that if he could do nothing else, he could talk. Like Ambrose, I think uh, Bray Wyatt, like these are people, a uh, Samoa Joe, these are people that aren't scripted. Shit, Bray Wyatt might need more scripting because like he can talk, but man, them promos got a little out there. Well, yeah, because he didn't ever back up anything he said. <laughs> Shit. Um, Speaking of, come back, Bray. And, and, and you know, I, we're jumping, we're jumping around like uh, like forever, but you know, AEW's making these big signings. And these possible people leaving WWE are rumored to go there, but nobody's talking about the people who ain't who are in the process of coming back to WWE, or the people that they've signed who haven't debuted. Like, so it's not like they're missing anybody that's leaving. You know? Well, I mean, no, they've become the juggernaut. Like, yeah. you know, I, I and I, I mean, that's part of the reason why people want AEW to succeed so hard, and why you know, and well. <laughs> In a lot of ways, I'd love for them to succeed. Excuse me, as well, because um, you know, when you've got a juggernaut like that, I, I don't think excessive consumption and signing up every living star is necessarily a good move. So, like, you know, but I mean, WWE is not gonna die out. Like, do you, do you they're think the machine. You really they're think, the machine. You re, do you really believe that they hoard wrestlers? I don't. I wouldn't call it necessarily hoarding. I, I wouldn't call what they do hoarding. I would call what they do a business practice. Like you've got the money and the assets to accumulate talent, so accumulate said talent. That's. I. I, I wouldn't call that hoarding. I'd call that smart business practice. There were there, so many people think that they hoard talent, but they have five brands, five five regular brands. Then of course they have two touring, two, two they have touring NFC touring that's kind of like just learning the ropes, right? That's the, the Largo loop, if you will. Then they're they're working on building an NXT 
India and the NXT Middle East and the NXT Asia and NXT Latin America. So, like, well, I think a lot of I think a lot of people confuse the term hoarding with what the reality is, which is something we talked about on the show a couple weeks ago, and that's that they don't release talent anymore. And, and when is it? Unless people unless people ask for their release, they don't get cut. Um, and I don't want to say. Hold on, I got another steez coming. Excuse me. Thank you. It's this damn unseasonably warm temperature in the middle of fucking February because we're killing the planet. Um, (laughs) Shout out to the Captain Planet. Shout out to Captain Planet. He ain't wrong. He's spitting hot fire truths with a hot fire belt. Um, But anyway, no, it's something that we talked about here on the show before. It's that, like, they used to release guys who had, like, kind of fallen out of favor or lost steam or they just weren't using. Yeah. They had the spring cleaning and they don't do that anymore. And I think the reason that fans have begun to see it as a negative is because the people that would normally get released are people that they want to see. And normally those, I, I don't know. I can't think of anybody. I'm just trying to put myself in the mindset of the fickle fan base. Okay. So we kind of talked about Ambrose. We, we didn't go really in-depth, but, man, I, that's, 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 a, that's one of the most perplexing things I've seen in my 20-plus years of watching wrestling. But Hideo. Um, let's talk about Hideo for a second. So I mean, Hideo is just really – Hideo is just a case of bad luck. Like, Hideo, bad He's definitely a case of bad luck. From from an injury standpoint, from an in-ring standpoint. But did you see the 205 Live thing? No, is the answer, because you said 205 Live. But um, but it's, 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 it's just a Twitter three-minute three video that Jack Gallagher does oh. every week. No, is the answer, because it's 205 Live. So, so, I, I haven't seen it, but please tell me about it. I, I, I don't know. If he, I think it's called 205 Living, he calls it or whatever. But every week... It's basically like a behind-the-scenes vlog or yeah, vlog video, of like some one of the one of the guys. Like it's one week it's Noam Dar, one week it's Buddy Murphy, one week it's Cedric Alexander, whatever. And they're really, really interesting because it it shows them interacting with other talent. It shows like it's really it's really interesting to kind of see those guys behind the scenes. This one was about Hideo. And um, they're backstage talking with him and Arya Davari. You don't watch 205 Live, but Arya Davari was put with... Arya Davari just came back from injury, and he was put with Hideo because Hideo... So Hideo could just focus on wrestling, Arya could talk. Because mm-hmm. um, Hideo got a bit of a mini-push before he left here. Um, and they were talking about that. And the whole time, Hideo just kept talking about how much he missed Japan and how... He was happy he was here, but he was uncomfortable. It didn't feel right. And, you know, how hard English was. He said English was the hardest thing he's ever had to do. He spoke about when he went back to Japan for one of the tours. He said he had real sushi. And, like, his face just stopped and, like, lit up. And he was like, I miss it. You know, so after his match, his last match, I can't remember who it was against, but I know Arya turned on him. Davari turned on him. After he came back to Gorilla... Shinsuke and Oscar are waiting there for him, and Shinsuke gives gives him the biggest bear hug. Probably held, held him for like a minute or longer, um, and that was his. You, everybody knew he was leaving. I just really feel if you look at all the evidence, 
They was just missed home. I mean, I could totally buy into that. For those of you that don't know, don't know this because you're not uh, a language person, and I would understand that because here in the U.S. we don't emphasize languages enough. English is the hardest language to learn in the world. The hardest language. Because our language is so complex, we have so many words that sound the exact same but have completely different meanings. We have three different theirs, three different twos. Red in red and red are or no, we have read and red and they're spelled the same but one is past tense of the other. Yeah. Like we got shit like that going on in our language. Imagine being a non-native speaker of that and being expected to not only learn it, but to learn it well enough to articulate like raw emotions to a crowd of native speakers. Yes, that is what our foreign talents are dealing with. So like if it takes, you know, if Shinsuke's been in the fucking company for 10 or for 6 years now, blah blah blah. I don't want to hear shit about how his English isn't good enough. He's his English is damn fucking good. And and Shinsuke spoke conversational English before he got here. And but you can still see the struggles he has with the promos. Yeah, like and his English is damn good. But there's a difference. So I can totally get that, and I can totally get being homesick, and I can totally get all of those things. But I also think that the bad luck part plays into it because as homesick as he was, I feel like if you're on top and about to like be in one of the main programs at WrestleMania or some shit, it's a whole lot easier to stomach your homesickness. So you're right. And I, I, I want to point out to those listening who would, who would criticize us in this moment. Um, Hideo, it's not that they gave Hideo nothing. Every no, time, they gave Hideo chances, but Hideo, unfortunately, had a terrible timing with getting hurt. Right. And I want to point out specifically, every time Hideo got hurt, he was in the midst of not just a push, but a title push. When we'll he, never find out who attacked him in that parking lot. We'll never find out. It was Kevin Owens. But we'll never find out. Wow, that's unfortunate. <laughs> that was a gangster line ever. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, yeah. people talk about Johnny Gargano jumped Alistair Black. Who jumped Hideo Itami and William Regal? Where was this sleuth level of detective work when Hideo got jumped? You, 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 uh, you know why Kevin jumped Hideo? Because Hideo pied him at that... Uh, at the 4th of July thing. Shit, if Cesaro jumped somebody every time he got pied or dunked in an apple That's cart... Everybody get those hands. Yeah, Cesaro would never stop jumping. Um, Just stop jump zone. I do appreciate, though, that they tried their best to give Hideo something. And they hyped the shit out of him at any opportunity. Like, when he first signed, like... They hyped the fuck out of it. Let me give you perspective. Before he was the pariah we know him to be now, when when Hideo signed, they sent Hulk Hogan to sign his contract in the ring. And this was before he was the pariah he is now. He was still loved back then. That's that you don't get much bigger than that for a foreign signing. Yeah, like he was Highly, highly touted because at the time he was one of the biggest stars in Japan. 
And if he's still going to wrestle, he could. Uh, yeah, you know what company really needs junior heavyweights? Like, really needs junior heavyweights? And he's never wrestled there. And he's a Japanese performer, so he doesn't have the gaijin stigma. Yo, I am all in for Kenta versus Shingo. Make it happen, bitches. I'm with it. I am with it. I just, it, man, it kills me. I, look, I appreciate it. It kills me that it's going to happen after Kushida leaves. That's, that's, that's going to be sad. <laughs> like, Kenta versus Kushida, shut up and take my money. Oh, my God. God, you need, like, like, like Ronda said Monday, Ice Navio, bitch. Golly. Um... But no, it, it's it, it bothers me. It's like I appreciate I appreciate weight classes, but man, a guy like a guy like Adeo or Kenta, since I guess we're gonna call him back his real name now. Um, man, Kenta should be a heavyweight over there. But if he was a two hundred five here, if he was a, if it was a cruiser here, then I guess he'd be a cruiser over there. But Hideo is one. Of the, he's a legend in Japan. He's a legend. Absolutely legendary. Like as, I mean, he can come in as a heavyweight. I'm not saying he has to come in as a junior. I'm sure. just saying they desperately need juniors, and they that do. would slot real nice. He would slot real nice into that Kushida slot. And Gato, want, and Gato wants a junior who is just a pure face. Hideo could be that guy that's not affiliated with any other stables. Not part of any of the stables because he never wrestled for the company, so he doesn't have history with those stables. Yeah, I, yeah, Shingo versus Hideo would be like, give me 25 minutes, my God. Yeah, Ooh. I'm with that. Um, but, you know, whether these people leave and go to Japan or they go to AEW or they go to Impact or Ring of Honor or any of those companies. MLW. MLW. At least they're going to be paid for their services and not kept from working. Which is not the case in all companies, Brother Rance. Oh, well, please, do tell. Well, you know, there's this really um, hyped company here in the States that puts on great television, owned by the L. Ray Network. Have you heard of this network? And by Ray, you mean King? Yes, I mean Ray, R-E-Y as in Mysterio, C-A-S-H as in dollars. Okay. Um. No, uh, Lucha Underground is the subject of many, many, many lawsuits right now <laughs> um, from their talent for a number of reasons. Um, most of them have to do with the fact that Lucha Underground keeping their talent from making some fucking money. Well, that's that's always a problem. Well, the, the problem, for those that don't know, um, there are a couple of big lawsuits going on. Num one of them is a personal lawsuit filed by King Cuerno, Better, better known as El Hijo de Fantasma. Yes. Um, he is suing the company for the for lost wages, essentially, because the terms of the contracts that they've apparently signed with Lucha Underground, which in some case goes a little bit on the performer, but bear with me here. We can overlook that because this is an egregious error here. Um the, there are terms in this contract where the performers have to get permission from Lucha Underground to take any booking of any kind. Outside of the company. Outside of the company. And yet they only get paid by the company if they're used by the company. 
which is a major problem because unlike literally every other wrestling promotion, Lucha Underground doesn't run tours or house shows or any kind of shows. Just their random tapings three months a year. Yes, for television, if they have them. Speaking of which, literally everyone affiliated with the company at any point has said that they have no fucking idea if season five is even going to be a thing. No one has been contacted about it. And the company won't let them out of their contracts. And that's... Now, I didn't know about the fantastic kid, um, King Crono, but I did know about Ivelisse. Yeah, Ivelisse is part of a class action lawsuit involved, um, along with Joey Ryan and uh, Cobra Moon. Okay. Um, they are all suing Lucha Underground for basically the same thing, you know, uh, loss of wages, being prevented from working in their trade, um, and uh, what was the other part? What was the other part? Loss of wages, being prevented working in their trade. Um, oh, and refusing to release them from their contracts, even though they were originally told after season four they could go. So that's so, a huge of contract. On, yeah. all three, on all three levels. All of these counts. Well, and in, in King Cuerno's case, he was smart enough to file suit in California because that's where they do all the filmings. And um, preventing someone from working in their profession but not providing them with opportunities to earn a wage from your company is a violation of California state laws. So, like, they're violating some labor laws. Sweet. And California is a real, real liberal state. So, like... So he about to go back to AAA with that good money. Oh, yeah. Like, the judge about to break a gavel off in that ass. Okay. My, I guess my, my my only question is, since, I mean, I know Lucha Underground, I've watched the show. I know the guys they have. Um, if I'm not mistaken, Jack Swagger's the world champ over there, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. How does this affect AAA? Does it affect AAA in any way since they're affiliated heavily with Lucha Underground? Um, Would they be liable for any of this? The only ways that I can see AAA being liable are under two conditions. Now, granted, I am not a lawyer. I do teach a little bit of law, and I know a little bit of law. I'm not a lawyer, so I'm not going to pretend to be an expert. If you're an expert on tort, um, please, by all means, slide up in the DMs and let us know where we fucked up. But um, I could see AAA being held liable if they were specifically named a defendant in the suit. And in the Querno suit, I don't know how likely that is because Phantasma might not want to bite that hand that feeds. He's still signed with uh, Yeah, he's still signed with AAA. And he's a big name for... Or maybe he's with CMLL now. But either way, he's a big name in Mexico and he's not trying to fuck that up. Um, or if there's like ownership relations between AAA and Lucha Underground. Because otherwise, a working affiliation is not in any way a financial agreement that ain't got nothing to do with the way the contracts are written or the money involved that would but that but the reverberations of if it blew back on triple a would be huge oh absolutely that could that could well even i mean i mean this is the well i mean what's going to end the show is no wrestler no wrestler will sign with them knowing what they know like wrestling is still a small fraternity of people 
in terms of like when you get to the level of people that are on like televised shows like that is a small fraternity of people and when a name when names like joey ryan and eva lease are part of class action lawsuits saying don't sign with these companies yeah like shit if joey ryan won't work with you that is a huge red flag to me because like joey is about working with literally anyone he's all about wrestling is for everyone blah 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 like he'll come to my backyard and work a show with like seven people yeah if he thinks it'll help sell you six more tickets shit because like that's what i love about joey ryan people can hate on the dick flip all they want you're fine hate on it all you want but like joey ryan is awesome for wrestling yeah like he doesn't want to be in the main event of a show. He'll come and be the opener of a show, let you market the shit out of the fact that he's going to be there and sell a full house. Agreed. Agreed 100%. I, I, I need those guys. And to all you PW, PWG marks out there, he was one of the founders of the company. So, like. Yeah. So, yeah. I If I were them, I would call Ricochet or Rey Mysterio or Conan and figure out how the hell they got out of their contracts. Because if you remember, Ricochet wanted to sign two years before he did, but he knew he had to finish that next season. I think Conan was shown the door because remember him and Triple A had a f- another falling out. I'm pretty sure. Well, that's, I mean, you know, Conan stay falling out with Triple A, and with Vampiro in such a leading role in Triple A, it was only a matter of time anyway. Yo, you, we're talking about all these feuds that ain't never gonna end. I was gonna say you want to talk Peter Griffin and the Big Chicken like <laughs> Vampiro and Conan. Man, thirty years, dog, something like that. Yeah, um, they both look it too. Might well look. I mean, shit, Name. Conan looked like he belongs in assisted living. Yeah, one hundred percent. Like, and he says he he says he wants to get in shape and wrestle wrestle one more tour. Brat, no. Right, no. Because he no. feels like he was robbed of his last few matches with the generative hip. Not as replaced. He wants to get in shape and do one more. Conan. Oh, yeah, uh, SA, no. Yes. Oh. <laughs> no. You, you, you are good, me amigo. Like, chill. You're doing a wonderful thing with Ortiz and Santana. They are a tremendous tag team. Stick to managing, stick bro. It, like, stick to please. It. Yeah. Oh, um, my God. So, I, I want to I wanna kind of... I guess we could put a ball on the AEW thing, and even this, I want to actually get your ideas. I know you hate them. I'm going to say it for you. Go away. But the rumors come, came out um, originally, I think the Twitter Twitter site, Twitter page is like at WrestleVotes or something, but they said that a, a, a high level, a huge, big money offer has been uh, given to a top, high-level, long-standing WWE superstar from AEW. Sean Ross Sapp from Fightful came out and said that he's been told that it's Randy Orton. Now, Randy Orton has been has been given a contract offer, per se, that we know of, but he has said he's willing to talk. Remember, Randy kind of raised Cody a bit in the legacy thing. Those guys are close, so I wouldn't put it past Randy to listen. Do you think, number one, Randy would entertain the offer of leaving WWE? And two, what do you think Randy Orton could do for all the lead wrestling? 
Do I think Randy would entertain the offer? Well, I mean, not you the, know. Not the money, but actually leaving the company that he was born and raised in, that his daddy was born and raised in, and his grandpa helped build. This ain't just one dude leaving. This is three generations. You know. Cowboy Bob Orton was in the main event of the first WrestleMania. If Cody were, if Cody wasn't involved with AEW, I would say not a chance. But like him and Cody go way back, so like I could see him at least listening for Cody's sake. Like, yo, you're my friend, so I'll at least like pick up the phone if you call me. But no promises. Um, now, as far as what he could do for AEW, I mean, he's a legend in the industry, and he gets pops. Everywhere he goes. Um, and when he's motivated, know. there's not five wrestlers in the world better. So, like, he could do a lot for them. They need those kinds of names. Like, as much as we talk about how they're signing good people and they're people we care about, the people we care about because we're wrestling fans. Mm-hmm. Randy Orton's a name that even casual fans know. Yes. Like, everybody knows who the fuck Randy Orton is. Everybody knows RKO. Um, you know, and I mean, I'd fully support it if for no other reason than I wanted him off a WWE screen for a long fucking time. So like, (laughs) away with you. And I wouldn't hate seeing him in AEW because like, at least over there, it would be hopefully not the same fucking shit. Oh no, it's going to be worse because he'll have creative control. So he'll do what exactly what he wants. Yeah, but I mean, okay, so if he wants to be creepy MAGA Orton, then I can hate him for a different reason. Sure, but the in-ring stuff is going to be absolutely exactly the same. Only difference is he'll be he'll find some new dudes to RKO. Because everybody's going down. Randy Orton ain't losing for two years if he goes to AEW. Well, he'll be the top heel in the company wrestling that kind of style because the fans will hate him for it. They'll love him for signing, then hate him as soon as he starts wrestling. Yeah, because he wrestles that slow-as-fuck style. This is this is where my which is why I figured out I figured out that that's part of why I don't like Seth is he's too deliberate. Okay, he's his matches are paced in such a way that it makes me tune out. He is the architect. Yeah, and the architect of a formula that I'm not into. I I will say that whatever they do with Brock is because Brock's matches are so high octane, especially when they get going. You don't have to worry about that with that match. I just don't. I don't believe that. That's. I feel like that's going to be like a barn burner from the beginning. Um, this is the Homer in me speaking. This is not Ray the thinker or Ray the objective human being. This is Ray the Homer. It bothers me when I think about these lifers leaving, because I'm a loyalist at my at my heart. I'm a I'm a, I'm genuinely a loyalist. Like, I get Cody leaving because his dad essentially was an American Ronin who, when he did settle down, he settled down and built one company up. Cody wants to do that. I respect that. The Bucks have always been wanderers. Like, I can get that. But, like, Ambrose leaving and or and, and, and Randy possibly leaving or stuff like that kind of bothers me inside because I want to see people who were born and raised in a company like the Annoy family, the Hart family, the not the Rose family, but the the Orton family. Like these were families that go go WWF, WWE. Well, I mean, 30, if it makes you feel years. any better, well, then if it makes you feel any better, the reports are that the Usos aren't even considering 
signing anywhere else. So, oh no, uh, they're lifetime. They'll bro. be staying. They're lifetime. Uh, they are. They're, yeah, they're lifetime. No man, Polynesians are loyal. They're well. They're they are down since day one. Yeah, day one ish, man. Um, so great promo they cut on Tuesday. Every promo they do is great, bro, because it's from the heart, dog. Yeah, because they got that soul, that fire, bro. And Shane and Miz ain't ready. No I was listening. Yo, can we just talk about like the racial dichotomy of that feud? Like, it don't come too much more white bread than Shane and the Miz. Yeah, and yeah. like the Usos are real street. Like, real street. Can I mention something? Like, so, you know, first and foremost, shout out to the fact that even though you hate this angle, it's really turned Miz into a full-fledged genuine babyface. Man, yeah, but like... I know what you mean. I know I'm with you. But that is... And Shane is doing so much fucking cocaine, dude. Like, I don't know if... No, like, I'm not even joking. Like, I I don't know if it's as obvious to everybody else, but like... Homeboy is out of breath and sniffling, like, from the the moment he get to the ring. And, like, he is moving around wired as fuck. And I'm just like, damn, bro, put the coke (laughs) down. Put it down. That's funny. So, you know how a big part of the crux of their story to to get together was about Mrs. Dad, right? Yeah. And you mentioned the dichotomy, racial dichotomy specifically between those two teams. Well, you do know Miz did describe his dad at one point when he was growing up as saying that his dad was probably a little racist. So, <laughs> we giving George all the love because, you know, every, but I'm just, in my mind, I'm thinking like... Yeah, but I mean, if we got to get the dads involved, like, we know who Jimmy and Jay's dad is, and we know how he get down. Cause he did it for the rock. He did it for he did it for my people. <laughs> Tell you the annoys run deep, bro. Yo, man. I mean, you know, if Kishi's doing it for his people, though, that I'm gonna respect it because we all know who Rikishi's tag team partner used to be. Rikishi for a short period of time was Samu. in the tag team, fucking Samu. And I ain't Samu trying to fuck team. with Samu. Samu and SWAT team. Speaking of that, you know Shit. who Samu's son is, right? She. <clears throat> Shout out to Roman Reigns, man. Get healthy. I love that you're healthy. I love that you're in a movie. I'm happy to see that you're doing well. Um, So, we just just barely mentioned the main event. Let's talk about the possible main event of WrestleMania. Can we do that? Are we talking about the actual possible main event of WrestleMania? Or are we talking about, like... The in my pretend heart, the possible main event of WrestleMania because I know that Captain Planet's not going to be in the main event, but like it's cool. Well, why would it be in the main event if we don't even know who the fuck is going to wrestle? You can't you can't build to the match. I know that Rance. I know that. I know that. <laughs> but you and I also both know that for the last six months, I've been talking about how desperately I want the WWE title to main event a show. We you're right, but we also do know that. So the second Becky won it, the pay-per-view at the SummerSlam. You Maybe I'll get lucky. Champion. Maybe I'll get lucky, and they'll main event Elimination Chamber. Yeah, they probably Maybe will. I'll get lucky. They probably will. And, and, and I'll be like, yes, the WWE title is finally the main event of the pay-per-view. That's a wonderfully built match, by the way. All six. Of it is a wonderfully built match, and it's a match I am very much looking forward to. A match that involves Randy Orton is a match that I'm looking forward to. Well, it just goes to show you how much you love the other five. 
angles. I mean, that angle is so great. And, like, I am here for Captain Planet. Like, I am here for it. I'm here for – I'm unexpectedly here for Eric Rowan with a microphone. I am about to say, like, Eric Rowan is no Unexpectedly. Now, you remember when he originally broke from the Wyatt family, they tried to say he was a savant, but didn't quite get over like they wanted? Well, they, they, they went right back to it. They gave him the Luke Gallows treatment. They, I'm telling you, it's the straight vegan society. When when you see uh, when you see a random woman on the on the roster shave her head or something, <laughs> then you start wearing flannel out of nowhere. Um, but no, we need to talk Becky, Rhonda, and possibly Charlotte because that's the biggest WWE news of the moment. Um, the, the report says. Can I been, say this? Go ahead. I, 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 you'll appreciate it because I've been unabashedly the defender of Becky for the last however long they are laying on these like austin-esque can shit way too thick oh way too thick i do not need her versus stephanie to be the new thing no okay i don't think that her versus stephanie is a new thing this is what i think they're doing i think they realize we have nine weeks to wrestlemania we can't put becky in any other fuse because Becky would have to win said feuds to keep her over, and we don't want to put anybody else down. So what we'll do is we'll find an angle to keep her hot while she don't have to wrestle. So Steph will be the catalyst, but the bigger thing was Triple H start Tuesday. Um, but we'll we'll make we'll put her in a situation where she thinks the authority the authority is against her, but really, it's it's the DTA vibes from Austin and whatnot. Yeah, because, and it's just too thick. It, 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 as with as with everything with Becky from the moment she turned, uh, once again, Becky is wrong in what she's doing, but the crowd doesn't care. Why would you not go see the doctor? Yeah. You think the doctor's going to tell you... The, 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 you're very, very clear. You don't I have feel the same out. way. I feel the same way about this angle that I do about Daniel Bryan being the bad guy for talking about how we should, you know, care about the planet. Like, I find it hard to believe that Hunter and Stephanie are the bad people in this scenario because they're like, bitch, go to the doctor. Bitch, get cleared. Which is like, what, what, what makes you the bad person for telling someone, for telling another human, like, hey, Friend, you're kind of injured. Maybe you should, you know, not be injured to compete. Go further than that. They just happen to be executive vice presidents of a company that's going to make over $100 million with her being at the marquee of it. They kind of want her healthy for that match. Yeah, so, like, from the storyline standpoint, I'm just like, no. I'm all about booing Stephanie because, like, I'm just generally always... About booing Stephanie. She's excellent at getting booed. Yeah, I grew up in the Attitude Era. Booing Stephanie is like second nature. Yeah. Um, So, like, I'm down with that. But, like, Stephanie's not the bad person here. She told Becky to go to a doctor. And then Becky jumped her. Yeah, like, just straight jumps on the bitch. Yeah, man. I, But it... I, I hope mean, you hope remember. Crazy. Uh, please, I hope you remember what I told you. I think it was the night after she won the world title. 
that heavy machinery would be the Raw Tag Team Champions well, inside six that. months. I told you that. I told y'all that. So it's gonna happen, y'all. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. But no, again, give my give me my flowers while I'm still alive. But no, I told you by this time next year, the crowd's gonna turn on her because and and yes, WWE probably deserves some of the blame because they're trying to acquiesce. This is one of the few. Y'all say WWE doesn't listen to y'all. This is one of the few times they're acquiescing to every single thing you want. You want Becky, Becky, and more Becky. They're giving you Becky, Becky, and more Becky. Can't complain. They're giving you everything you want. But the the character is such an ingratiating, undeserving character that the people are going to turn on eventually because she is complaining about Charlotte and, and Stephanie being um, entitled. Well, she's the one acting entitled. You know, another problem that she's having in terms of like the feuds that the feud options that she's been presented. Um, Nobody can lose because they're too important. Well, because by creating women's tag team belts, every other woman on the roster has been thrust into some kind of fucking tag team. And they're doing the whole women's tag team thing storyline. And it's like. Okay, this is why I was against introducing women's tag teams. You don't effectively utilize the women as it is. Why would you put more belts into the equation? You don't like we got Naomi and Carmella tag teaming. And you know I stand for both of them. I am all about both of those girls. But like that's one of the tag teams? I don't I don't have a problem with that. My bigger issue is that the, the three SmackDown tag teams didn't have to qualify. They just said we're in it. That's the problem of having rosters of such vastly different sizes. 100%. Is you announce that there will be three teams from Raw and three teams from SmackDown. Well, literally every non-singles female wrestler on SmackDown. Um, no, literally every female wrestler on SmackDown other than Asuka, the champion, and Charlotte, who's being teased for the triple threat, because I'm official. Well, Alana's still more valet than actual wrestler. Well, that's why, because she's she's in the middle of a story. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I don't consider Becky part of the SmackDown roster anymore because, like, she basically on Raw now. Um, right. Right. So, like, every woman on SmackDown, other than Asuka and Charlotte, which should tell you where that's fucking going. Um, are part of a tag team now because we announced three tag teams for this chamber match. I would have liked to have seen them bring some of the NST women up just for, just for the match. They didn't have to be called up. They could have just brought Mar- Yeah. They could have had Marina Shafir and Jessamine Duke lose a match like Kyrie and EO. Yeah. Like they could, they, they could have, lo- they could, you have, could lo- have thrown together fucking Nikki and Lacey and just said, well, you're the two new girls. So this is your opportunity. No, nah, Nikki and Foxy makes too much sense. Oh, Nikki and Foxy does make sense. You're right. They're You're both right. batshit insane. It works. It works so much. No, that 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 gif of or gif, how do you say it? Of Foxy coming out at the Royal Rumble is the greatest thing ever. Of her dancing as she's no. coming out. It, it, to, to what what does the fox say? It's the greatest thing ever. Yeah. Um. So we need to talk about the possibility of what this match could be. Rumor rumors will tell you that. WWE has still still plans for it to be Charlotte, Becky, and Ronda. 
I think I know where you stand because I know you pretty well. Where do you stand? I generally prefer one-on-one matchups. Okay. Especially because there's been a tendency to overuse triple threat matches over the last three or four years. I feel like we see them all the fucking time. And I just generally prefer a one-on-one match. So that's where I stand. Charlotte will deliver if they put her in the match. It will have nothing to do with the quality, but I'm just, like, not really feeling it. I'm also, like, not feeling the angle involving Charlotte because Charlotte and Becky are the same fucking character right now. But they always have been. That's the the beauty, the secret beauty of their feud is they're essentially, they switch based on their alignment. They're essentially the same person. When, when when Charlotte told Becky that when Becky started becoming the man, Charlotte said, "Oh, I see that you start you started copying what I used to be," because she genuinely is like they're just they're two sides of the same coin, much like Sasha and Bailey are. That's the beauty of the four horsewomen, is those two are so similar in everything they do in ring styles, in personalities. But they're so. But they're always on different sides of the spectrum. Fair enough. Fair enough. I want a triple threat, and I'm gonna tell you why I want the triple threat. And for the record, not only do I acknowledge, I believe Becky got to win. I ain't stupid. Becky got to win. But I'm not a person who likes to see wrestlers who have carried the company get pushed to the back burner. I understand if you are putting a marquee match to sell tickets like Rock and Cena was or stuff like that. Like, I get that. But this is the main event. This is the first ever women's main event at WrestleMania. This is going to be the first time that that a women's match will actually main event WrestleMania, right? Charlotte has carried the company from women for women's wrestling the entire year. Becky has only... Becky's only the entire reason. year, Charlotte's carried the company for women's wrestling for the last like three or four years. You're right. Bro. That that you're at, so you're even adding more credence to my point. Like Charlotte is women's wrestling this decade. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Becky has only been relevant since since SummerSlam. So while Becky deserves the spot, while the spot was built for Ronda. No wrestler in that company deserves that spot more than Charlotte. So to see her left out would be a travesty. I would be, she has more, she would have more of a, more of an, of a, she would have more of a legit issue than CM Punk did. If she gets left out. If she gets left out. Because for what she's done for a genre of wrestling that wasn't even taken seriously, to get left out of the one thing because y'all like one person now all of a sudden, that's not fair to me. So Her and Rick would be the first father-daughter duo to have ever both main evented WrestleMania. I'm saying. Well, but Rick did main event WrestleMania. Oh, Macho. Macho, yeah. Yeah. Because I, 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 keep I keep remembering it was supposed to be Rick and Hulk, but they switched it. Um, but now 
the the idea has come up. Bully Ray was the first to mention it on Busted Open, of the way you acquiesce the fans and you still get your point is you announce the match that is going to be a triple a triple threat elimination match. That way Becky can beat both Ronda and Charlotte and get and get the point. Charlotte doesn't doesn't need to win. Charlotte can be the first person eliminated. She can be eliminated in three minutes. That's fine. The point is she needs to be in the match. In my opinion. I mean, you articulate your point well. Uh, my, I, I didn't really have an argument against her in the match, other than I prefer one-on-one matches. Sure, but so like, doesn't this remind you of WrestleMania twenty? Oh, Becky, B. I remember WrestleMania twenty. I actually bought that, or I convinced my parents to buy it. Well, I was, I was a little spoiled brat, so I got all of them. But yes, I bought, I, I did buy that all five hours. <clears throat> But Becky seems like Benoit in this situation, only in wrestling alone. Um, of course, Ronda would be Hunter in the situation. And Charlotte is Shawn Michaels, who had no business being in the match, but find his way in the match. I feel like that's what this feels like. That this story, and the story is, I saw, shout out to Will Mahoney on Twitter, who said this, and great, a great point. Becky's story was never about Ronda. Becky's story was always surpassing Charlotte. And if you want to go by plans, the plan was always for the match to be Charlotte and Ronda. Becky just got herself hot enough to be considered to be put in the match. So to leave Charlotte out is just like, it's 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 a disaster of, of epic proportions, in my opinion. I mean, I don't think they will. I think that they're making every indication that the direction they're moving with is the triple threat. I'm much more interested in, you know, we talk about, we don't know who Daniel's going to face at WrestleMania. Like what the fuck is Oscar doing at WrestleMania? Like who the hell are they going to have face her? Well, you know me, I still want Naomi. Like I still do. I I still believe that the reason that the, the Naomi Mandy Rose, um, feud is heating up like it is is that they're going to have a number one contenders match at Fastlane. The blow off of the feud. And, and Mandy is and Mandy is deserving of a number one contenders match because because if you watch Smackdown, Mandy keeps winning every match she's in. Mandy has been very successful recently. Mandy got the pin this week. Mandy beat Naomi a couple weeks ago. You know what upsets me about that? I mean, ultimately, I'm okay with it because it's a vehicle to get Naomi over. Um, but what upsets me about it is I love Sonya Deville. Like, I really want them to push Sonya. I want them to push Sonya so bad. I love Sonya. Her time is coming. Put your hair up and square up. Like, ugh. By the way, I, while I love that saying, she says it too much. I mean, she don't get too much time to say much, so she got to get it in. Remind remind him of the catchphrase? Yeah. I mean, shit, Zack Ryder's still woo-woo-wooing. Okay, scenario for you. Scenario for you. The Revival finally get the titles from... Oh, they're going to lose them to Hawkins and Ryder, yeah. But WrestleMania's when you do it. And then Hawkins finally break the... Finally break the... The streak... With him and, and show, 
Yeah, probably. <laughs> I mean, no, it sounds like a great pre-show match. I mean, you know they ain't putting Hawkins and Ryder on the main card. Well, we say that, but Zack Ryder did win the Intercontinental title on the main pay-per-view. So the Usos didn't get a WrestleMania until, like, last a year, year ago. Last year, yeah. So, like, Hawkins and Ryder going to be put on the WrestleMania card against the Revival in 2019? But I say but this, I though, for nothing else. We complain about the Raw Tag Team division being trash. Because it is. It is, but those are two <laughs> legit tag teams. The Major Brothers were a good tag team. Like, Hawkins and Ryder are a good tag team. Are they big names? No, but no, you know, the, you know, the only thing I need for them to do, though, I am totally fine with them teaming together. If they're going to team together again, though, like, both of them need to change them looks because that look, first of all, Ryder's look is awful. Fucking awful. Hawkins' look ain't much better. I need them to figure out a look that works for both of them, but like this ain't it. I um, I agree with you on both counts, but you know how it is when you break up with your tag team partner and then years. Oh, absolutely. You get back. They're going to slowly but surely get back in the groove of it. Yo, man, I would be so down if they came out in WrestleMania wearing the fucking rated R outfits with Edge being their manager. Yes, but not Vicky. But not Vicky because she's canceled. She's canceled. Um, But Edge, come. That would get him on the main card. That would get him on the main (laughs) fucking card. That's how you get him over. That's how you get this over. Somebody call Adam. The rated R tights. Call Adam, please. Get Edge on the scene. By the way, you do know that. That video that him and Christian did for uh, that they put on Twitter is great. Oh, you're talking about the Mark one? Yeah, the one where they roasted the pickle fans. Yes, fool. That that bro. Uh, that show. Mm. That show is a revelation. Oh, uh, the was tremendous. The, the shade from that tree was just so cooling. What do you think, Tom? Honestly, I just think whatever Melch says. <laughs> yeah, like oh, the tea was was just the right temperature right there. So at this point in the show. Um, we don't have any Ring of Honor news to tell you. So I just want you to go ahead and take the time you would normally take to talk about Ring of Honor and give some love to Daniel Bryan, to Captain Planet. Yo, man, Captain Planet is fucking great. First of all, the hemp title is wonderful on multiple levels. Number one, it's fire. Like, look at the damn thing. The way that they've got, like, the jewel set up in the, like, light blue because it's on SmackDown and blah, blah, blah. Like, it's fire looking. Number one. Number two, from a character standpoint, that is fucking wonderful. I'm going to dump this belt in the fucking trash because it's made of leather and killed a cow and I'm a vegan and planet rah, rah, rah. So let me get out this 100% sustainable hemp title belt. I love it. Well, and I marked real hard because when he pulled the belt out before he said that it was made of hemp, I was like, holy shit, is that a fucking belt made out of hemp? And then he's like, sustainable hemp! I was like, yes! <laughs> um, but no, like, he's spitting so many truths. Everything he says about saving the planet, like, that is true just because, like, I mean, it's the 6th of February and it was 80 degrees today where I live. Like, that shit is fucking crazy. Climate change is fucking crazy. We need to do something about it. Yes, 
But he's also spitting so many truths about the fans and like how fickle the fan base is and how you the very same thing that they love you for, all of a sudden they hate you for. For no fucking reason. None. Other than they just got tired of it today. And like get bringing Rowan as an, in as a heavy and as it turns out, holy shit, when he's not being a fucking Wyatt druid or a He's able to actually, you know, cut it an intriguing and interesting promo. And he's a perfect heavy. We've known that for years. He's found his Bray Wyatt, only it's not Bray Wyatt. Because, I mean, we know who Bray Wyatt's forever heavy bestie is. Right, but remember, Brian did, he did give himself to Bray. So maybe he truly learned something from Bray. And, man, look, the Wyatt's stick together. What, the oh, Wyatt's stick together. The show. Strowman's I mean, going to come Luke, home eventually, too. Luke and Bray are like peas and carrots. And apparently, Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowan are building that same shit. Because, like, that already just works. When he first debuted, I was, like, not sure how I felt about this. But, like, the way that they've used him and the things that he's said. And, like, I loved the interaction with Samoa Joe on Tuesday where, like, Joe had just got done choking out Orton and, like, being a badass, and then Brian's music hit, and Joe's walking up like he's ready to, he's ready for the fucking smoke, and all of a sudden Rowan just shows up out of nowhere, and Joe's like, touche. Can, can we also talk about the fact that when, on Rowan's Titan Tron, when he comes out to his country-ass music, his, his banjo music, that the O is the Recycle logo? I just find that yeah. hilarious. Yeah, that's just, like, everything about it just works. It works. It just works. Uh, Captain Planet is amazing. We are Planeteers. You can be one, too. Because if you didn't know, saving our planet is the thing to do. Um, we're not going to go no further? Looting and polluting is not the way. Oh, no, we're going to let it go. We're going to let it go because, like, we're showing our age. Who would you have, Brian, defend against? At WrestleMania. At Mania? Right now. Because um, Brian normally wins these elimination Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, Brian's going to... Yeah, no, Brian's going to win the title. Or win the title. He's going to retain the title for sure. Right now, of the people available, like... I think it's too early for him to win the title, but, like, the person I'm most interested in him facing is Andrade because Andrade's great in the ring with everybody. It's too early for Andrade to have a title program though. I don't care Wait. about that. There's no story between those two that can be told. It's not interesting because b- both of them are heel. Andrade can't talk. Selena Vega hasn't shown that she can talk as a face. I don't see that one. Oh no, I don't see it. I just saying like I would enjoy it because the match would be good. It'd be fire. Um, no, like uh, I don't really know because like I don't want it to be AJ. I don't want it to be um, Jeff or Randy or Ray. Joe? I only want it to be Joe if Joe's finally going to win. Because Joe, like, we talk about... Joe has some of the same problems we talk about with Braun. The only difference is Joe is, like, a more complete performer. So it's easier for him to recover. But Joe has the same problem. You know, Bray Wyatt's another one that has this problem. Like, you talk all that good shit, and then you fucking lose. This is true. Every fucking time. Like, you talk all that good shit. You get us all invested. 
we're down, it's going to be great, and then you fucking lose. And then they don't move the goalposts for Joe to do for Braun. Yeah. So, like... They make everything so easy for Braun, and yet they still book him to lose. Whereas Joe's always seem like he's overcoming something. Yep. And then, he's, and then he loses. You're like, oh, well, you know, that was a good fight. Yep. Joe's a badass, and we love him because he's fucking Joe. But, uh... I'm I, 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 I don't want it to be, but man, it just almost makes too much sense for it to be Mustafa Ali. And God, I don't want it to be that. No, because Ali's great. I just think there's too much too soon. Well, there's no like, there's no second act to that. You know, one of the things like one lesson to be learned from Miz, even though Miz had a he had a steady rise to his WWE title, but like. One lesson to be learned there is when you strike that lightning that fast, there's nowhere to go but down. Nope. And it's going to take you a long time to climb back up from the down. Especially considering how you're an underdog? Yep. You know, I think... I mean, shit, you know who's the prime example of that? The prime example of that. For real, for real. It's Kane. Oh, yeah. The second Kane, he debuts, Kane debuts within a month of debuting. He wins a fucking WWF title from Austin in a first blood match. Mm-hmm. Like, huge fucking program. Drops the title the very next night and then is a perennial mid-carder for the rest of his career. Yep. Until he gets a pity title run when he's old. And it was a pretty long title run, but it was pity. Yeah, it was a pity. It was, it was, it was a thank you reign. It was Which like is what they were run. using the world title for at that time, because mm-hmm. like Mark Henry got the pity run, he got the pity run. Mm-hmm. Like, that was Agreed. the SmackDown title's purpose at that point. Um, no, the only other people I can think of are people who are out hurt that I don't think will be back in time for Mania, and who aren't technically on the SmackDown roster. Who's that? Well, I mean, you know, they could bring Kevin and Sammy back, and I would no, love no, to see no, either no. of them versus Daniel. Enough of that. Seen that enough. Well, I mean, I just like Kevin versus Daniel. It's a good match. It is, but we saw that last year WrestleMania. And every other pay-per-view before, like, the middle of the year. So. I like Kevin versus Daniel. (laughs) So then, so then. No, I literally can't think of anybody because SmackDown has a dearth of faces that aren't old. Well, let's talk about the one that makes the most sense. Jonathan, Jonathan Felix Anthony Cena. Oh Jesus Christ! Please don't. Makes too much sense. And oh, you want gross. the match? You want the SmackDown title to possibly main event or be a marquee match? Nothing will make oh. it bigger than gross. Bella versus Bella, Brian versus Cena. Gross. Movie star versus. Gross. The Planet's Champion, bro. Gross. That's a T-shirt gross. right there. Gross. That's a T-shirt right there. I'm with it. Gross. I'm with it. The I only thing that could make it grosser, the only thing that could make it grosser a is... Bella it in put, every corner? Yeah, or had it be like a mixed tag match with the two Bellas facing each other. Like, that's the only thing that could make it grosser. Do you think they were really putting Nikki back with, with John for the for the storyline? Did you really just ask me if WWE would do something to market a storyline? This is John Cena, but did you really just ask me if the WWE led by Vincent Kennedy McMahon? That was kind of stupid, huh? Yeah, just okay. a little bit. Okay. Like, they they brought up Roman's cancer diagnosis 
within two weeks of it happening on the air to get Dean Heat. And you asking me if they would put Nikki and John together on the screen? I'll shut up now. I'll I'll take this I'll take this L and go sit in my corner for a few minutes. So yeah, to, to to answer your question, if the people couldn't couldn't tell, is of course they would, of course they would. If they thought that it would sell one more network subscription, they would do it. Damn, if they just could ten dollars, one person. They they gotta whore whore them out for ten dollars. They better than that. Nah, shit. Vince don't give a fuck. <laughs> you're right. Uh, you're right. Nine ninety nine, which is cheaper than the Meltzer shit rag. Bro. Yeah. God. Okay. Okay. So. But you, but even even though you think it's disgusting and gross, you have to admit it's the only thing that makes sense. It's got a, it's got a built in story. Yep. And they're two big enough names that you could thrust them into that mid-card, mid-card match that they always put the big names in. And you can you always have the appeal of 17. Yeah, that's how they're going to market it. And for the wrestling fan, you know Cena and Brian have fire matches. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, I just... I don't know. I'm just over John. Especially if he doesn't cut his fucking hair. Like, I'm not saying he's got to go back to the military cut, but, like, that disgusting bowl cut turnover shit has got to go. Well, he's not cutting his hair because he believes in in, in Brian's practice of not being wasteful. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Um... Is that one of the new John Cena's house rules? I need Miz to tell me the, the house rules. I forgot them. I mean, I need Miz to like get done with this Shane McMahon shit real quick and then come after the planet's champion. So, it sounds like, prospectively, we're having Seth versus, Seth versus Brock, Cena versus Brian, Becky, Charlotte, Ronda, Oscar, Naomi. Miz versus versus Shane. Um, oh, you think they're gonna do Miz versus Shane at Mania? Yeah. Okay. Which is I why mean, I've I'm been cool with it. I've been behind it the whole time because you put anybody who gets put with the big man, especially with Shane, is gonna be considered a marquee wrestler. Shane McMahon is at at Access at WrestleMania Access is a VIP signing, whereas Daniel Bryan is a premium signing. Question. What is AJ doing at WrestleMania? AJ might is he be getting... watching from catering? No, he, they're going to put that man on. Uh, speaking of somebody who carried the company, that man had the belt for the whole year. Uh, no, he'll probably get Taker. Oh. Oh, okay. You thought he was gone? You thought Taker was going away? I, I, I maybe not thought so much as wished, hoped, pleaded. Well, okay. So, okay, if they don't do that, Legitimately, you want him to go away, but an AJ Styles Randy Orton genuine feud would be would be interesting. Okay, that's a, that's acceptable. That's high profile enough. Or just for the sake, no, never mind. No, they did that feud for too long. Never mind. Never uh, him, mind. him and Joe. 
Yeah, I was going to say, just for the sake of them being able to do it at WrestleMania, just for that, yeah. I, would, I would be okay with it. Just for that. I'd, I'd, I'd rather see Joe do something different. I would, too. I would, too. That's not what I mean at I all. Mean. I, I would, mean. too. But, like, just for the sake of being able to say these two, like, the two people who are the reason TNA, two people who are part of the reason TNA didn't go out of business a long fucking time ago. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, that'd be, I'd love it. Yeah. Um, and I think you also were probably going to see, hopefully, um, Andrade versus Ray Lucha de Apuestas, title versus mask. Um... Title versus mask. Who? What title he gonna have? Our truth is the fucking U.S. title. You think he's gonna hold that shit for a long time? Oh, I forgot he had the U.S. title. Now, I forgot he beat um, both Shinsuke and Rusev in the same fight. Chris Jericho moved to the side. What you did ain't nothing. Our truth beat Rusev and Shinsuke Nakamura in the same night, and still had time for a dance break. Because um, our truth is over. Over. And over then, like Rover in his mid-40s. He is, dog. It's crazy. And then, of course, you'll have, um, I think, uh, we both think, Hawkins and Ryder versus the Revival tag titles. And then I would do, if it was me, I would do Sasha and Bailey, who are probably going to be your women's tag team champions, versus either the Bellas or Trish and Lita. Okay. I mean, I'm indifferent, so, okay. The joy in his eyes, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I, I have, like, no... I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm over Billy and Sasha. I'm over them. I'm over them. I'm, I'm, I, I'm excited. I think we have some very good combinations of matches that could bridge the gap for everybody. And I, I, and I acknowledge that the only thing that most fans are going to give a fuck about is if Becky is, is treated th- the way they want her to. So. I'm, I mean, I'm just, I'm intrigued as to some of the match possibilities. Because WrestleMania season, there's always good matchups. But this year is another year where I'm reminded of how many people are hurt. That would normally be involved in the build to Mania. Besides Roman, who's hurt? Kevin and Sammy would both be involved in mania angles, and you know it. Kevin definitely. They're Sammy, healthy. They're not. coming. They're they're gonna make their return very soon. They're healthy. Since when? I don't read the dirt sheets anymore. It's not even dirt sheets. Kevin just said on his Twitter he had a trainer match with Adam Cole, but oh, only one person they, saw it. I forgot that they're besties. I yeah. love the besties. They are. They really are besties. No, they really are. Yeah, Adam Cole and KO like old school besties. I love that. Yes. They're both healthy, just I guess it's more of creative trying to find something for them. So they actually might be a I thought they would come back for the for the rumble. They actually might be a return. Um Well, I always thought that it was gonna be Lashley versus Kevin Owens for the IC title, seeing as Lashley messed up Kevin Owens, and that would be his return match. Um Don't know what you do with Finn. There's a lot of there's a lot of things up in the air, but uh, but Lashley and, and and but Kevin Owens and Sammy are healthy. Are they primed to return right now? Not necessarily, but they are healthy. 
Speaking of healthy, hasn't Bray been ready to come back for like a month now? Bray was ever hurt. Bray should take time off. Remember yeah. Bray? Remember Bray disappeared when Matt Hardy left. Yeah, because Matt had those injuries, and now he apparently wants to come back, and I am totally against that. His spine and his coccyx were fusing together. Fusing together. That's and I'm not just like I'm never. And I'm just like, I'm never okay with you wrestling again, sir. I'm sorry. That was the reason you had to go into early retirement? No. You're done. But in the, And again, this is the homer in me, but I have factual proof behind this thought process. If he's going to come back, I'd rather him do it in WWE than go somewhere else and do it because they'll take care of him. You're right. I'm not disputing that at all. Not disputing that. But I'm still like, no, you're canceled. Love you, but bye. Yeah, no, right. I don't want him to wrestle at all. But if he don't wrestle WWE, he's going to go to AEW or TNA or Ring of Honor or somewhere and do it. And I'd rather you do it where you know you're not going to kill yourself. This is true. Death would be bad. Uh, I, So, yeah, we've kind of... Damn, shit, we've, we've pretty much broken down. I was going to say, I think, we, I think we're ready to put a bow on it. Um, yeah, um... Next week, we'll be doing our review, our preview for Elimination Chamber. Um, before we go, before we tell you where we can, we can find us, I want to kind of put a bow on this again. Social Suplex, man, we love you guys. Thank you for everything. Um, chair shot, let's get it. Um, we hope that there are big things for all parties involved in our futures, very soon futures. Um, we're going to work on some new and some different interesting things for y'all. One of those being strictly Carl being back on a regular basis. That should be happening soon. Um, genuinely, this ain't a, that's not like a bullshit tease. That's a legit tease. Um, or at least we hope so. Cause like, otherwise our man been lying to us and then we going to have to show up in Arkansas and just, you know, bust some kneecaps. Oh, see, I already got to end with the kids and the wife. So it ain't shit for me to get over there. Um, yeah, but thank you guys. Um, yeah, thank you so much for everything. Um, it was a great couple years. So we yeah, love man. y'all forever and always. Forever and always, social suplex for life, man. Uh, go ahead, tell them where they can find you. All right, you can find me on Twitter at Doctor S'mores. Mm-hmm. You can find our good brother Carl with the most entertaining of the twitters at Outsider Curvin. Um, you can find me at It's Ray Cash, R-E-Y as in Mysterio, C-A-S-H as in Dollars. Of course, the show is at Outsiders Edge SS. Social Suplex is at Social Suplex, of course. ChairShot, we are on ChairShot.com, where you always use your head. You can find that at TheChairShot.com. And as always, y'all, you know... Especially if this is your last time hearing us on the Social Suplex Network, we really need you to keep our parting message in mind. We are just some young men out here in the world living our lives and chasing after what we want. And if we have said anything now, then, forever that has ever made you feel some type of way or get real angry or just fucked up your day. 
we want you to know that we're just out here chasing our dreams, and you have got to respect that. Because if you don't, we sure don't give a fuck. Fuck them. Thank y'all for listening. We hope to see you on the chair shot. We love you, Social Suplex.